For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Well, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice to my dear listening friends, but I have so much joy today about the guest that I am bringing to talk with us. And his name is Benjamin A. Simpson. Benjamin, welcome to the show. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for having me. I I can't tell you how honored I feel to have you on this show, Ben. And I've got your resume right here, and we'll go over it briefly, because I don't want to spend too much time on all your credentials, because I really want people to hear your story. And that's what we're going to do this first episode. We're going to talk about how you and Molly met and what that means for the universe, that you two kids found each other and fell in love. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry? No, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So Ben Simpson is a writer, pastor, and spiritual director in Waco, Texas. He's written for amazing, all kinds of amazing magazines. I'm impressed by this because I know how hard it is to write. Urban Alternative, Relevant Online, Burlap, The Upper Room. You're, this is impressive, Benjamin. You are the adjunct faculty in spiritual formation at Baylor's Truett Theological Seminary, and you went to, I'm just going to name these because I think they're interesting and part of your story. He's a graduate of Baylor University, Dallas Theological Seminary, and the University of Kansas. He received a certification in spiritual direction from Perkins School of Theology, SMU. Of course, Perkins is Methodist, and the Baylor uh, Baylor is Baptist, and Dallas Theological Seminary is, I don't know what you say, neutral or something? Anyway, yeah, it's an independent, uh, non-denominational seminary. And, and Kansas is significant because part of your story is, your love story happened there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in part. Um, my wife, Molly, is from the Kansas City area. She grew up in Leewood, Kansas. And when uh, we are both the same age, we were born one week apart. I was born Hello. December 21st, and she was born seven days later in uh, 1979. Uh, and we met at Baylor. Uh, she had come to Baylor from the Kansas City area, and I had come to Baylor from Tyler. And uh, at first had a friendship, but eventually uh, that became more than a friendship. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean... Where do you want me to start telling that story, Kathy? I mean, Honestly, how far back do you want me to go? I'm just sitting here thinking, y'all, you were born in 79. I have been a Christian less than a year. 
So think about, I mean, God is just at work in that whole process of what he does with his people, wherever they are, and they don't even know each other. It would be several years before I met you. And mm-hmm. and I want my listeners to, I'm going to begin here, and then I'm going to let you take it wherever you want to. But no, sure. I, I want my listeners to know how rare it is in life to have somebody that is a child when you meet them. And when they grow up, they become one of the very, one of my most trusted advisors when it comes to anything that has a biblical, that I need a biblical per- perspective on. And mm-hmm. and I love that about our friendship, Ben. It means so much to me that you have grown into this amazing man that you are such a loving and, and godly man and husband and father. So, and, and a counselor and a friend to me. So... I I just want I mean I could I could read lots more stuff about your bio but I really want people to understand this is a gentleman that I respect so much that I've known his whole life. So mm-hmm. and I I love I want it we're going to we're going to do another episode and we're going to we're going to record it today and it's going to be about family values and how you establish your own personal family values so that you can make good decisions for your family as a family leader. But mm-hmm. but to understand why I was so touched, I, I'm on Benjamin's, I call you Benjamin, and I think some of your friends call you Ben, but I've just known you a long mm-hmm. time. and So yeah. I'll, I'll probably call it both ways. But if you want to find Ben, you can find him at Benjamin A. Simpson, S-I-M-P Simpson, I can't spell it, but Benjamin A. Simpson. Ah, I wrote it down. Is it dot com? It's, it's yes. Dot com. It is. It's dot com. Okay, and I will yeah. tell you, his. I don't get a lot of junk mail in my stuff because I just can't afford to. I read so much, but his I open every time I get it, and it's always insightful. So I will encourage my listening friends. If you like what we're doing on this program, you're going to love what Benjamin is doing too. But the reason I find it so credible myself is I know. That you were raised right here in East Texas in a Baptist, big Baptist church. You went to mm-hmm. Baylor for your training, and you fell in love with a Methodist girl. And, and y'all were able to keep your own identities and meld those together. So that's what I want to hear about. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I think we've said through the years, and just for the people that are listening so that they know, uh, when I went to Baylor uh, after a period of discernment and, uh, and prayer, and eventually getting on a track where I was going to be heading into ministry. Um, you know, my wife, Molly and I, we, uh, within the context of our friendships, that was true of both of us, me for, um, you know, my calling and my, um, my convictions about where God was leading me within the Baptist tradition and Molly, uh, within the United Methodist tradition. And, uh, for the two of us, even before we started dating, um, we had conversations about what it was that God uh, desired for each one of us respectively. And what we've said, every stop that we've had along the way, whether our context has been within a United Methodist Fellowship or whether it's been in a Baptist Fellowship because we've been part of both, uh, we have told people uh, that what we have sought to do in our relationship and in our marriage is to uh, support and to honor one another uh, within um, our respective callings and our respective uh, traditions. And that means in whatever community that we've been in, whatever Christian community that we've been part of, uh, you know, we have brought those things with us. And we've learned and we've grown and we've, uh, we've encouraged one another mutually as well as the people 
that we've gotten to serve. Um, but as I said, we at first we were friends at Baylor, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually we came to a place where we were dating. And uh, to tell a fun story for uh, your listening audiences, when I was in uh, an undergraduate student at Baylor uh, University, I was a member of an organization called the Baylor Chamber of Commerce. And one of the things that we uh, had a responsibility for on campus was uh, care of the mascots. Oh, uh, so Baylor, yeah. Baylor You're going to tell people two, that the mascots are live, right? Yes, yeah, they have two uh, North American black bears on campus. Uh, the two bears that are there today are named Joy and Lady, hmm. and they were cubs when I was an undergraduate student. So oh. when Joy came to the campus, that was my senior year, Mm-hmm. She lived in my apartment with my roommates <laughs> until she was no. too big to be in the enclosure. Oh, that's kind of uh, scary. Then, well, it, it it worked out just fine. When baby, small, baby bears have teeth. claws. They yeah, have claws. They and teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but when they're small, you know, it, it was okay. Um, oh, wow. And when she moved into the bear enclosure, Molly was one of my friends, and this and. And we, as students, we wanted the animals to be around uh, both men and women, mm-hmm. and that's just because the the university did some things with education and public relations, and so we just wanted the animals to be at ease with whoever. And so part of how Molly and I got to know each other a little bit better and started to have a romance with, uh, you know, I would invite her along with my friends who worked more closely with the mascots to come up and to help feed the animals. Um, and where this is going, Kathy, is that, uh, you know, after we started dating and okay. several months later, uh, I had my friend Adam uh, put together a ring pillow that one of our oh. mascots could wear. And that's how I proposed oh. was, was, was with a uh, North American black bear, uh, you know, that we had known when that animal was a cub uh, and spent time together. Um, but we got engaged. We got married in the summer of 2003. And by that time, Molly and I both, we had completed one year seminary, me at Dallas Theological Seminary, Molly at Perkins. Um, once uh, we both finished up work in the Dallas area, we moved to Kansas City. Uh, Molly was an associate pastor at uh, a large United Methodist church there uh, and eventually went on to... Uh, be a campus pastor and a lead pastor of a church plant that came uh, out of uh, that congregation. I'm going to uh, interrupt that you. work for six years because we're going to go to break in about a minute. And but before sure. we do, I wanted to give you a chance to summarize anything you wanted to. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you added family. I mean, kids to the family and some of the decision making that y'all have had to do together as you've moved, mm-hmm. as God has called you to new churches. That's going to be interesting. People are going to be fascinated to hear how you make your decisions together without mm-hmm. getting mad at each other over that. that that's pretty a nuanced decision-making when you're not only going to a new city, but to a new church and maybe a new mm-hmm. denomination as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a lot to that. Yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, there's prayer, of course, there's conversation. Yeah. Of course. Um, But when we've made our moves and we've gone to different stops, one of the things that we have been very fortunate in experiencing is that there have been reasons for both of us when we've discerned that it's beginning to be time for a move Mm. to say this is the right next step for our family. 
Well, as we go to the break, I just want to say one of my favorite, this really fits one of my favorite sayings that I say to my family and kids is, if God is in it, everybody gets a blessing. Now, mm-hmm. we, but we don't always define blessings right. And I know you're enough of a, you're enough of a Bible scholar to understand that our idea of blessing and God's idea can be different. So when we come back, mm-hmm. Benjamin is going to keep talking to us about some of these process for his family. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly, with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of Dynamic Women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. We're talking to Benjamin A. Simpson. You can find him on BenjaminASimpson.com. Ben's been telling us about falling in love with his beautiful wife, Molly. He's a Baptist preacher. She's a Methodist preacher. I don't know. Do you consider yourself a Baptist preacher, Ben, or is that fair for me to to stereotype you in any way? Oh, no. That's totally fair. 
That's what I tell everybody. I mean, oh, okay, you know, good. I just didn't want to be rude. <laughs> yes, no, 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 no. Where, wherever we are, um, that is something that I, you know, I, I claim as part of my identity and my heritage for sure. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. Well, and I love it that Molly is so confident in her her identity too. And then I can't. I cannot wait for you to. I, I don't want to put too much pressure on you to share anything about your kids that you wouldn't want out in public. But mm-hmm. anything that you're willing to share, I love to hear stories about your kids because you know. Mm-hmm. When the grandparents listen to this, I know two grandparents that are going to be really excited to hear what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and great-grandparents. Um, I, I think listeners should know I know four generations of this family, and they are all <laughs> so dear to my heart and such godly and lovely Christian people. So yeah. thank you um, for continuing well, we, that tradition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have two kids. Um, we have a daughter who... Uh, is in the third grade and the son who's in kindergarten and uh, both of them are uh, they're they're very different Um, they're very exuberant and vibrant and fun loving uh, and smart um, and uh, uh, truly delightful uh, to be with and to be around Uh, but they have different interests and they have different things um, that uh, you know they have zeroed in on as as the things they want to pursue um, both of them play soccer. I help coach my son's soccer team, uh, so I get to be with him and some of his peers uh, in those experiences. Um, my daughter plays soccer as well. She's a goalkeeper, and uh, that's something that she really enjoys. Um, uh, but they keep us busy, um, of course, uh, with their various activities and uh, just the things that we do uh, in church life and uh, you know, also to uh, try to support them uh, as they learn and grow in school. Well, and I know uh, this is probably not even fair because I know your family so well, but there is a tendency that runs in your family to be very, very smart people, very scholarly, and then also very funny, too. So, uh, you know, and sometimes if people don't know your family that well, they might not recognize even how subtle the humor is. But, of course, yeah. I mean, it's funny, some of the stuff that comes out of your dad's mouth, especially. He just, he has a way of turning an idea on its side and making it hilarious. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, I, I knew you were kind of driving things there towards my dad. And, <laughs> um, I mean, That's not fair. Yes. Yes. He he definitely, um, he's very sharp. And, he's so funny. Uh, there, there are jokes that I make uh, here with my family that... Uh, my wife says, you know, okay, Tim. I mean, that's what she says oh, to me. That's so uh, funny. I can imagine yeah. that. Well, and yep. it's so, it's always so hilarious. And it's usually something that is pointed at himself, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's, I never felt hurt by anything he's ever, you know, joked about when we've been together all in different contexts all over these years, but I just love them to pieces and your grandparents mm-hmm. do. So you, mm-hmm. you have this wonderful heritage and I know you're, um, leading your family in a way that will pass that on to your sweet children. I'm, I'm wanting to ask you about uh, some of the things you're doing with your kids. I don't, I don't want to forget to say what I'm going to call this episode because I think it's important. I'm, we're going to do two episodes, so I think we're going to say this one is about making good decisions for your family and how that might look. And in in one of the 
one of the things we're going to talk about in the next episode is how to keep the peace in your family, because some of your writing on that has been really exemplary, well thought out concepts. And so I don't want to miss a chance to talk to you about keeping the peace in your own family. But so, so I think we'll call this one making, making good decisions for the family. And the other one we're going to call defining family values at home because you've done that so well you've even got it on paper so people can find that on your website very easily this uh i didn't put the title of this particular blog or that i printed out this is the one that when i read it i immediately knew what we were going to talk about on the show but do you remember the title of that blog in case people want to go to benjaminasimpson.com and find it specifically Yeah, I called it Tallying Family Values. Yes. Um, so that is the title. So look for that if you're interested in, in finding a really practical guideline on how to do that. But we are going to spend a whole episode on that. So you, you can find that podcast under uh, Defining Family Values at home. And and I think I'm going to put all this under a, a category that will probably make you blush, but I think I'm going to put you in the category called relationship superheroes. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Um, you know, uh, cause I mean, I, 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 I do think that there, I think there are things that our family does well. Um, and one of the things that in saying that, that I recognize is that, um, that's, that's not because, you know, my wife and I have always, you know, just magically somehow put everything together and gotten it all right. It's because, uh, we, uh, are both, uh, the beneficiaries of, uh, excellent parents and excellent, um, grandparents and, uh, solid role models and great church communities. Um, and, uh, you know, lastly, um, uh, a good God. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, we can see that the things that we have done well and the wisdom that we've been able to distill and to put into practice, um, is, uh, is, it's been a gift given to us, uh, by others. But thank you, Kathy. I mean, that's, that's a great honor. Well, I want to ask you a question that is always on my heart when we do these shows, because we've we've had several under a title called Single and Strong and dealing dealing with mental health issues in your marriage. I mean, we've we've taken on some really tough topics and my heart always goes out to people. And I know what this is like myself in my own marriage. There was a moment where I just didn't know what to do and it felt like it was unraveling. So my question for you is for women that find themselves in a really uncomfortable position and don't know what to do, how do you suggest they approach this if they find themselves in a kind of conflict situation and, um, and they, and they feel discouraged. Maybe they didn't have parents that gave them the tools they needed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that one of the a rubric that I'll use here that I think is helpful in any type of transformation or change, uh, is one that I'll draw from the writings of Dallas Willard. And he said that for the purposes of character formation and for transformation, everybody needs three things. The first thing they need is a vision the second thing is they need that they need is a declared intention, and then the third thing they need are means. And so, for anyone that finds themselves in a conflict situation or an unhealthy relationship, or even if they reflect on themselves and they say, "I'm not the person that I want to be right now," the first question they need to ask themselves is, "Well, what do I want things to look like?" 
and to be as concrete and as specific as possible in what it is that they would desire or long for. And once they have that, then the decision becomes, okay, well, no matter what it takes, I am going to get there. And then the third thing they need, of course, is just say, well, okay, like what are the practical tools or steps or things that I need to be doing that are going to help me move from A to B? And they may not have those answers, which means that they'll need to ask trusted friends or a pastor or uh, a, a spiritual leader or a counselor, or they need to seek someone out that seems to have what it is they desire and say, you know, how is it that I get there? And then that person can help them share uh, uh, by sharing what it, what wisdom it is that uh, they've accrued. So I would say those three things, you know, would go uh, uh, would be helpful, you know, towards that end of uh, just moving from one place to another and addressing some of those conflict areas. It's just saying this is what I want, it's not what I have. That's being honest with yourself, uh, and then deciding, and then working the steps. I love that. That's, that's, that's what I'd say. That's so practical, Benjamin. And what's so great about that is that that can put you, especially in your case or any of us, in a couple. We can be in any one of those three roles. We can be the person who has a vision. Like I'm sure the people around you are getting a vision for what a marriage can look like. I just know that about you and Molly. But also you can be the person like me thinking this is not exactly what I want. How can I how, how would it look if I changed it? How would I want it to look? And then you can also be the third person, the third role where you're helping others with the things that you do well. So mm-hmm. that's great advice. I appreciate that. We have about two minutes before we have to close this episode. So this is about making good decisions for your family and just telling your story of how you and your, your you the Baptist preacher and your sweet Methodist wife mm-hmm. preacher have worked together to combine and create this fellowship around your marriage and in your life and your community. Give me a thought to close out the show. Well, I mean, just the thought since we're talking about making decisions for your family, uh, and this will be a nice segue into what we'll talk about next. Um, It always helps uh, in decision-making to have clarified some of your values and to have defined what it is that you want because then you have criteria by which to measure the decisions that you're making. And then the other thing is, it's, uh, it's, it's a good advice and a wise practice um, to put down routine uh, periods in time in which you're going to evaluate how you're doing mm. and to adjust what it is that you're doing. Uh, so in my marriage, so every year on our wedding anniversary, my wife and I have the same conversation. Um, every month, um, I go through a list of questions that help me evaluate whether my family's on track. Um, in our decision-making and what we're doing. We're going to close. Uh, and then every week, even for me, uh, I do the same. So go ahead, we're, Kathy. That's we're going to close. We're going to close on that note, but do come and find this podcast that he's going to do with me about creating family values for your own family. You're going to love it. You can find more from Benjamin Simpson at BenjaminASimpson.com. And all my episodes are on Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E, Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, no.
Not in.